1: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's issues here on the American Family Radio Network. Thank you for listening to AFR. I'm Tim Wildman with Fred Jackson. Good morning, Tim. How you doing, Fred? I'm doing great. Chris Woodward? Good morning. How you doing, Chris?
2: Halfway caffeinated.
1: (laughs) Is that a good thing? I'm
2: getting there. Yeah, as Charlie Butts would say, I'm doing about half decent, and that's an improvement.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, we thank everybody for listening. Uh, we got a lot to talk about uh, today. If you want to join us, which is a good thing, because it's a talk show. <laughs> if we didn't, I don't know. I guess we'd play what would we play? Nice soft, smooth jazz or something soft Fred? music, yeah. okay? Or maybe Canadian folk music or something like there that. There you go. Okay. Well,
3: yeah, a huh? little bit of Anne Murray. And I love Anne Murray now. Yeah, yeah. she's Canadian, right? That's right.
1: That's she right. and uh, Gordon Lightfoot are my two favorite uh, Canadian uh, singers. The
3: Edmund Fitzgerald,
1: oh, one and, of my favorite
3: yeah,
1: songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of your favorite songs because when you were a DJ, you could put it on for the eight minutes that it played. And <laughs>
3: the, the album version, yeah. Take a break, right? <laughs> yeah. When you no, were, Hey Jude by the Beatles. Yeah. Why? Well, how long does that go? Just over seven minutes. <laughs> the reason Fred knows <laughs> this is
1: because in the '60s, right. Well, 70s. yeah, late 60s, early 70s. You were a DJ in Canada. Uh,
3: that's right.
1: At like a what, like a rock station or something? Well, it was or a, Yeah, it was a top list? 40
3: station. Top 40. Okay. And we had six hour on-air shifts. All right. When you came in at six in the evening or okay. on to midnight, midnight to six yeah. if you overnight. So if you need to go to the restroom, you put on Hey Jude. You better have a <laughs> long
1: piece. <laughs> did Are you they,
2: have a DJ name?
1: Did I have a, yeah. No.
2: This no. is Funky Freddy.
3: No, no, no.
1: With the with... hits.
3: <laughs> okay. Well, how long is Edmund Fitzgerald? So? The Edmund Fitzgerald? Well, t- I, I think the shorter version is probably three and a half to four. But I think there was an album version, which you're, you're probably familiar with. Are you sure the radio version, three and a half to... We can check that. I think we see. need to fact check you, but I But I all I know is that I didn't have time to use the washroom for that song. Okay. <laughs> But I did for Hey Jude. Hey Jude Jude came in handy. Hey Jude came in handy.
2: All right. Seven minutes and 11 seconds, according to the internet. For which song? For Hey Jude.
1: I'm not sure which Do Edmund Fitzgerald. Type in that one. Google that one real quick. We'll wait. We got time. That sounds like an actor
2: on Downton Abbey. Oh. Okay. (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, I'll
1: tell folks they can watch this show on YouTube or Facebook if you want to. Right now, you go to YouTube and Facebook. You type in Ivermectin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, you, and you'll you'll be able to watch us here okay. in the studio.
2: Is it the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald? It's yes. the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Uh, the the album version is six minutes and thirty seconds. The single edit is five fifty seven. Oh, there, okay. you yeah. there you
1: go. Yeah, Fred was right on the album version, but I wonder what they cut out for the for the radio version. That's you can't, can't cut much out of that song. No, because it's a, a history. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a it's a haunting song. It is. Uh, all right uh, you're listening to today's issues again if you want to watch us on facebook or youtube do live radio here in studio or and uh, also on the facebook page we post the stories that we talk about just go to uh, those two websites uh, facebook and youtube and type in today's issues and you can watch the live video stream there all right chris what's leading the the news.
2: Well, at a time in which many individuals and families are voicing concerns about Disney's objections to Florida's parental rights and education law, Oreo Cookie has joined the list of woke corporations pushing LGBTQIA plus ideology. Uh, Oreo Cookie released a new ad Monday that celebrates a young man coming out as gay to his family. Uh It's an Asian family. He's speaking what I presume to be Mandarin. Uh, He's concerned about uh, grandma coming over and Learning that he is a homosexual. Is that
1: on American television?
2: Uh, well, the ad is airing uh, in various uh, parts of the world. Daily Caller actually has a, a tweet out with the video of the ad, in which yeah. he's speaking
1: uh, Mandarin. to so a Chinese to family. family? Mm-hmm. Okay. These these companies, Fred. Are, what what does coming out as gay have anything in the world to do with an Oreo
3: cookie? Again, I I just don't understand why this is a priority. It cannot be. Beca- it cannot be because we'll sell. They can't be. I, 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 let me go back. They cannot be sitting around the board of directors meeting saying, right. we'll sell more cookies." Right. if we put this ad out there. Right, that has. It right. n- can't be. No. it. it can't be. No. it. So it has to do with some. Well, diversity employee, you know, vice president of diversity or inclusion, and they come up with an idea around the board of directors saying, let's do an ad this way.
1: I have a, and Ed Tagliano came up with this, I have a solution to this, to this, a, a response, I should say, to this that I think is workable. Because so many of these big corporations, especially these multinational corporations, they are infested with the Wokies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. From marketing to human resources, I, I do agree with you. Not at the, not at the board of director level. Mm-hmm. These people are hardcore businessmen for the most part, our business women, and they're more interested in how the companies run and profits and and uh, market expansion and all those things. But the people under them who control the TV advertising, the all that. Uh, they are. That they live to promote the LGBTQ, mm-hmm. the critical race theory, uh, all these left wing causes. That's what they get up in the morning. They don't care about selling cookies, uh, like the like the board board does. And unfortunately, it's it's the t- tail wagging the dog. Yeah. And most of these companies now, here's what uh, Ed suggests. And I think it's a good idea. And that is uh, buy local.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: as much as you possibly can, mm-hmm. shop with local mom and pop. Yeah. All right? I like that. It's now, that's not always feasible or possible, but mm-hmm. uh, if we start thinking that direction, uh, instead of the big box stores yeah. and these corporations that are pushing this left, the left-wing agenda
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, w- to their own demise, ultimately, mm-hmm. I will say mm-hmm. that, because uh, wokeism does, is not compatible with capitalism in the end.
3: Okay. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. You know, we have a new grocery store in our home area here yeah. in Tupelo. Yeah. And they have a board, uh, kind of a chalkboard out front, saying here are the local companies that we support. And it's the neatest thing. You can buy bread made locally. That's what I'm talking about. All these kinds of things. I think it's a great idea.
2: Um, second vote, uh, they were here on campus a couple of years ago, uh, and we talked to them about various things going on in the news with businesses, and they made the point that when you shop local – you're shopping with the people you go to church with, with mm-hmm. the people that you were on the PTA with, with, you know, all kinds of people also, that you see you, and know.
1: Yeah, and also you don't feel like your money is going to support mm-hmm. the uh, the the woke, yes. uh, you know, agenda. Yeah. So
3: And people may say, well, they charge a little bit more. But to Chris's point, you're supporting a local company with local employees right. that you probably go to church with. Yeah,
1: yeah so... Just keep that in mind, folks. It's worth driving that extra five minutes sometimes, yeah, to support your um, to locally owned businesses that aren't promoting mm-hmm. the uh, left wing woke agenda. So, so, so Oreo cookies—they think it's a good idea to uh, the the ad has nothing to do with cookies. It's about a young man who wants to come out as gay in front of grandma. Right, right. right. And he's worried about it. Mm-hmm. how's that story end, Chris? Go, well, didn't see the end. Well, of, uh, it's it's funny you mentioned mystery. that. His
2: his his family uh, that he's in close proximity with, they're okay with it. He's concerned about grandma, his conservative grandmother, you know, old way, traditional grandmother, finding out that he's gay and how she might react. Uh, to which uh, the young man finds a note to him from his mother that reads, "Quote: She might be my mother, but you were still my son."
1: So grandma oh, was in the, the wrong. bigot. The grandma was the bigot. Yes. Okay. All right. I got you. Next story.
2: Well, uh, sticking with uh, criticism over Florida's parental rights and education law, and I I want to stress that many times because many people, based on uh, the mainstream media and critics, they literally think this bill says don't say gay, which it does not in any way, shape, or form. It actually says schools can't teach sexual orientation and gender identity stuff to kids kindergarten through third grade. Nonetheless, uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams, the new guy that replaced de Blasio a few months ago, Uh, He's got a new ad campaign out, you know, Mayor Adams in New York City is one of those people that just maintains this is all about um, bigotry and it it does say don't say gay. So uh, Mayor Adams, he's announced a new campaign. They've got uh, a billboard out that just says gay, 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 gay all over it. And they're encouraging people in Florida that are (laughs) upset with uh, Ron DeSantis, Governor Ron DeSantis. Mayor Adams is inviting them to come to New York City. I actually have the audio here. It is clip two.
4: We're targeting Fort Lauderdale, Jacksonville, Orlando, Tampa, and West Palm Beach. Uh, we believe we're going to get about 5 million impressions, and they're going to be up for an eight-week period, period celebrating the diversity and acceptance of New York City. And that's what this movement of Don't Say Gay is about, uh, this uh, political uh, showmanship. Of attempting to demonize a particular group or community is unacceptable. And we are going to loudly uh, show our support and say to those who are living in Florida, listen, we want you here in New York.
1: I tell you what, when a fella from New York says he's going to target you, it's time, you know what I'm saying? That kind of makes me nervous. Right.
3: Huh? You know, I was just
1: thinking. That's the mayor of New York City and his brilliance, yeah. uh, like he doesn't have enough to worry about. <laughs> With soaring crime, out of control, right. trying to invite Floridians <laughs> to visit New York. Uh,
3: I, I tell you what, if I was Governor Ron DeSantis, yeah, I'd be running a billboards in New York City. If you don't want to get shot today, while well, you're out. <laughs> right. well, you're shopping. Move to Florida. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I'd that's respond just, to that. Uh, that's just.
2: Well, you know, you the know. interesting thing here is a lot of there has been a mass exodus of people from New York City yes. to places oh, yeah. like Florida. Carol Markowitz, for example. Uh, is one person she writes columns for the New York Post she's on Fox News Channel on pretty much a daily basis she's one of those people that just had enough in New York City and moved to Florida she still does work in New York Listen. City because she appears on Fox via satellite mm-hmm. so a lot of they, people are still working yeah
1: New York City they got rid of uh, de Blasio you know he was a was he two-term mayor mm-hmm. he didn't run again right I
3: think they constitutionally they don't allow it okay yeah
1: and then uh, they elected Eric Adams, the fellow you just heard right there, who is a former police officer, by the way, because mm-hmm. he said he was going to be tough on crime. He isn't. <laughs> no, he isn't tough on crime. He's just a—he's a different wokey. Yep. Uh, quite frankly, and and their their laws in uh, state of New York and in New York City where they don't have any cash bail. I guess it is—is is that what it's called? Right. Where mm-hmm. they just—it's turnstile. Yep. For the uh, criminals. It's a complete and utter disaster, and I don't think I don't see they're going to change that anytime soon. No. So, New York's going to continue to get worse yeah. in terms of the crime.
3: And crime, and, and then he is uh, the mayor has also irritated parents in that city because he promised that he would uh, remove the face uh, mask face mask for two to four year olds. Yeah, and and he now he reupped it though, right? He re-upped it the other day. Yeah he said it's a move, basically COVID is.
1: I don't know what he's something to the effect. It's a moving target, so we're having to readjust. Uh, so it's the face masking for the two. Well, all the while he doesn't wear one.
3: No. Yeah. No. And and, and so and the science says for little kids like that. Listen, we were in New York.
1: Alice and I were in New York before we departed to uh, go to Israel mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. And normally we would have gone anywhere in the city. Uh back in, you know, a few years ago, we'd have gone anywhere because, uh, you know, to go to a restaurant we want to go to or go see Times Square or whatever the case may be. Of course, I've done that several times, so I've been there, done that. But the other day we said, no, we're no. not we're not getting out of the hotel, you know, no. because the street, people are committing acts of violence mm-hmm. in open daylight. Yeah. There was a gang the other day who attacked a um a, 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 uh, just uh, two days ago attacked the walking down the street gang of about six uh, teenagers. There's a Hasidic Jew walking mm-hmm. down the street in, in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Broad daylight. I think it was broad daylight. But it doesn't matter. It's broad daylight all the time there now because the criminals know there's no repercussion right. really for their behavior. Mm-hmm. And they just beat the pulp, beat the pop out of this poor fella. Yep. You know, this Hasidic Jew this uh, Orthodox Jew. Mm-hmm. he wasn't doing anything walking down the street minding his own business yeah so you got roving gangs yes in uh in new york it's gonna get worse it's, yeah. it's out of control so so ha- this that's rich for the uh, mayor of new york city to try to tell the people of florida first of all he's lying about the bill i bet he hadn't even read it a lot it, of it's, people it,
2: criticized it, it yeah, it's, not. it's
1: not don't say gay bill nope. it's it's a Bill that passed as a law that Governor DeSantis signed—that's it, K through three—that says you can't talk about sex or gender identity with with uh, kids K through three in the state of Florida. That's all it does. Yep, it doesn't demonize anybody. Nope. So that was a—he's he, telling a whopper there. Uh, yeah, and so. if he
3: thinks anybody's going to move back to New York for that reason, think again. Yeah,
2: I mean, you so. got a better chance of Nick Saban saying "War Eagle" today <laughs> than you know uh, people leaving Florida and droves to go back to New York. All right. Next story, Chris. Well, uh, I do have some good news to report in the way of uh, gas prices. Um, Mm -hmm. The national average today is $4.17, which is astronomical. But The good news is that's down about $0.07 from this time last week, Uh, and it's getting closer to what we were all paying on average this time last month. A lot of this downturn uh, is being attributed to the Biden plan, that we're going to release a million barrels of oil from our strategic reserves uh, for the next six months, and uh, a million
1: gallons. What a, day, a week a, a day? Mil- a
2: million gallons a day for, for six week? months. Is his uh,
1: plan? I thought he did that a couple months ago.
2: Well, he he did it initially, and this one is going to be more oil. the The idea is that we're going to put more oil onto the market, and because oil is traded globally, that's going to that much more supply is All going right. to bring down prices.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong. What is it called? The strategic what? Petroleum Reserve. Okay. So it's the Strategic Petroleum mm-hmm. Reserve. And Biden, as commander-in-chief, has the authority to control that. Yes. Right. Okay. So what he's going to do, this, this is this is a reserve that's supposed to be set aside for the purposes of a national emergency. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Let's say we go to war, or there's some kind of big, I don't know, catechism, uh i mean, calamitous uh, event that uh, interferes world markets, oil markets. Okay, so it's a reserve, It's a it's a rainy day fund. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. basically. see. So what Biden has decided to do because prices on gasoline are starting to go up because of his uh, environmental wacko mm-hmm. policies, correct? Right, to borrow from Russ Limbaugh. Uh, and and other reasons to the war in Ukraine. Certainly, right. that's affected the uh, price of gas. But that was going up b- before the war even started. Correct. So, well, what he's decided to do is try to bring the price of a gallon of gas at the pump down by releasing our rainy day uh oil, our mm-hmm. our strategic petroleum reserve, which is supposed to be there for a national emergency. But he instead he's going to use it to impact the oil market. Uh, absent a national emergency, is that that is correct? Yes. Okay.
3: Yeah, we have about five hundred million gallons in reserve right now. So he is releasing a million a day for the next six, six-
2: months. It'd be because it's hurting million.
3: him at the polls. Yes, it is. It's a big one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Now no, I bring all this up uh, because an organization out west called it, uh, Western Energy Alliance, um, their president was on Fox and Friends uh, today. Her name is Kathleen Scammer. Uh, she um, she to- said. She told Fox and Friends, rather, the Biden administration needs to be working with the oil and gas industry here.
3: Clip three.
5: It would be better if the administration just worked with us to increase production because we can help bring those energy prices down low. Now, we would love to do that, but this administration has placed so many obstacles in front of the oil and gas companies that... um, it's time to reverse course on some of these policies so that we can have assurance that we we can move forward and help reduce those energy costs.
3: It was interesting. I saw this interview on Fox & Friends this morning. One of the things that has happened to the fossil fuel industry is because of the policies being talked about and enacted by the Biden administration, the oil and gas industry now is having trouble getting loans in order to try to explore and use some of these leases that are out there. So the banks are saying, because we don't think the future of oil and gas in this country is that good because of this administration, we're not going to lend you the money that you need to do more exploration to to go into these leases and see if there's more oil and gas there. So that's one of the things. The other thing is, the you may have heard Jen Psaki, the White House spokesperson, saying there are about 9,000 leases available. Well, the response, the reality to that is there's, they've got 4,500, I think, applications in the pipeline uh, f- to, to use, actually go in there and explore, but the Biden administration, again, is putting up so many hurdles to that So, uh, in order to make those things happen. The other thing is this, a lease is just that. A lease is opening up a piece of land for them to go in and find out if it's worth putting a well down. It doesn't mean that there's something there. So the White House is just playing a little game with words. That's all they're doing. And uh, this lady is exactly right. If the Biden administration would just sit down and say, how can we get more oil and gas out of you guys? Do this A, B, and C, and it'll help to happen, and you won't have to use those reserves.
2: Yeah, there is concern uh, from the environmentalists uh, that more oil and gas production is going to increase what they call man-made climate change, uh, dirty air, uh, air pollution, that sort of stuff. But what people fail to take into account is that um, we're heavily regulated, probably more so than any other nation that goes after oil and gas. So you have two choices. We can get it from uh, a country like Saudi Arabia or Venezuela, where they don't give a rip about you know, human rights and air quality. Or you can get it from a place that does, that being the United States of America. And oh, by the way, it would be a smaller car- carbon footprint because it's coming from inside the United States versus somewhere overseas where it's shipped on a cargo ship that runs off diesel, really dirty diesel. So um, his policy makes no sense. And one of the reasons why he really needs to get this sorted out is because while the government spending is largely to blame for inflation, higher the higher energy prices that we've had for the last year and a half have actually been a big contributor to the inflation. Stephen Moore told me as much. Stephen Moore that used to work for Trump. So um, Biden really needs to get this sorted out. And it is an election year. Um, I spoke with uh, someone recently, uh, Jim Snell. It was a, a union guy up in Pennsylvania. And he said, look, if I'm running for reelection this November, I'm really concerned about the price of gas. So, you even have union people in Pennsylvania, where Joe Biden is from, saying this is going to be a big problem.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, you got a minute. You want to take a break right here? We'll take a break right here. Take a break right here. And uh, we shall return momentarily with more of today's issues. Sandy Rios will be joining us. Hey, there's a lot going on with this uh, laptop from Hades. Uh, That belongs to one Hunter Biden. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's the the gift that keeps on giving. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to talk about that with Sandy Rios coming up after the break. You're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network.
0: And my father, your great-grandfather, fought in World War II. Really? He was a
6: gunner on the big ship out in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Your great-grandmother did her part, too.
0: Was she on a ship?
6: Oh, no. She stayed back home. She and a lot of her friends worked really hard in a factory because the men
0: had gone off to war. Ooh. And they held scrap metal drives to help in the war effort. The folks back home were heroes, too. Here at the American Family Association, we consider you the heroes back home. As you fulfill your responsibility of caring for your family day to day, your partnership with us is crucial as we fight the enemies of freedom in America. Thank you for your commitment to the American Family Association.
5: Grandpa, what's a scrap metal drive? (laughs)
0: Let's get some cookies and I'll tell you all about it.
6: Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, My goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu starns Zion Brown's mother deserves to be named Mother of the Year. The other day, Chicago TV stations broadcast video of a terrible crime. A masked man held a train conductor at gunpoint demanding cash. Mrs. Brown saw the video and her jaw dropped. She knew the eyes peering behind the mask. It was her 18-year-old son, Zion, a sophomore at Loyola University. Her motherly instinct kicked in, but instead of protecting her son, she grabbed him by the ear and dragged him to the local police station. Zion's attorney said his client was hungry and wanted something to eat, so he pulled out his gun, took cash from the train conductor, got some food, and went back to class. The judge says that was not a reasonable defense and ordered him held without bail. No doubt a terrible moment for Mrs. Brown, but a reminder that sometimes the most effective kind of love is tough love. Be sure to download a copy of my new book, Our Daily Biscuit, Devotions with a Drawl. It's available at your favorite bookstore or online at toddstearns.com.
4: Beloved, we are now children of God, and what we will be has not yet been revealed. We know that when Christ appears, we will be like Him for we will see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself, just as Christ is pure. 1 John 3, 2 and 3.
0: American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues.
1: Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Today's issues is the name of this program. If you want to send us an email, the address is comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. We do have a podcast for this show, as we do all shows here on American Family Radio. Just go to our website, AFR.net. It's easy to find. Click on the podcast, and Brent, uh, tell folks, am I, am I right?
3: yes sir you can go to afr.net and when you are
1: at our website there's a tab at the top says podcast you click on it and once you click on it it lists all the shows that we have podcast for and choose the show you want and then also we have the app right yes sir afr app i don't know that we don't have as many listeners on the app now as we do on our radio stations our app is growing yeah so uh, check out the app the american family radio app then you can listen anywhere in the world as long as you got high speed internet to listen to us here on American Family Radio. All right, well, uh, we have Sandy Rios with us. Sandy joins us most Tuesdays at this time. She is the uh, host of Sandy Rios in the Morning from 7 to 8 o'clock Central Time here on AFR. And she's also the Director for Governmental Affairs for our ministry, so she represents us in our nation's capital. Uh, Sandy, good morning to you.
5: Good morning, Tim.
1: Uh, Sandy, this story with Hunter Biden and the laptop, uh, can, that's gaining, despite the best efforts from the liberal media to uh, suppress it, that keeps coming up. Give us your thoughts on on this whole thing.
5: Well, the Hunter Biden laptop first appeared right before the 2020 election. And it was, you know, he left it at a computer store, I think, in Delaware. Yeah. And the and he never picked it up, and so the guy finally had to go into the computer to find out who it belonged to, because lots months went by, lots of time went by, and on that computer, uh, when he went inside, he found lots of pornography, pornographic images, uh, but also, you know, incredible, incredibly incriminating back and forths about money. From foreign sources to Hunter Biden to his associates, uh, details uh, indications that Joe Biden called in code called the big guy and one other name they referred to him was also involved in it. And this was when President uh, uh, um, President Biden was vice president. I think this is when the this uh, the the time frame here and it's it uh, so it was explosive. But what happened was immediately Joe Biden rushed to say it was it was Russian disinformation, and that's what um, what fifty one national security experts something like 51, yeah. 58, uh signed a letter saying it was Russian disinformation before they even they knew
1: to, they didn't know any they, they, all they did was they were trying to protect Joe Biden. Yeah, the deep state was trying to protect Joe Biden so he could still so it wouldn't hurt him in the upcoming election against Donald Trump.
5: Yes, and, and also social media, if you t- texted right. anything or sent anything about Hunter Biden's laptop, you were, right. you know, they'd take it off because that's Russian disinformation. And so uh, most of the country didn't know anything about this or how really horrible it was. In fact, you remember that Chris Wallace, during the, the debate that he moderated between President uh, Trump, Trump and uh, soon-to-be President Joe Biden, President Trump tried to mention this. And Chris interrupted him, talked over him, would not let him just right. cut him off, wouldn't let him talk about it. So now suddenly, the New York Times uh, came out with an article about a month ago, it seems to me, where they they admitted, oh, you know, uh, that laptop really was Hunter Biden's. And well, gee, we're seeing stuff in there that uh, kind of upsetting. And so uh, many people believe that the New York Times did that because we believe that there's reason to believe that Hunter Biden's going to be indicted. And uh, so Ron Klain, the chief of staff for President Biden and Biden and all the media is coming out to say, yeah, "Yeah, but that was Hunter. Joe Biden has nothing to do with that. So that's kind of an overview, Tim. Yeah. uh, uh, uh,
1: When Jen Psaki, the White House spokesperson, is asked about this, she just says that he doesn't work for the government. Mm. Uh, (laughs) Yet when it's Jenny Thomas, your friend, Sandy, uh, I don't hear Jen Psaki saying, well, criticisms of. Of uh, Clarence Thomas's wives are all, uh, are inappropriate because, quote, she doesn't work for the government. Uh,
5: you not you know. not only that, Tim, but uh, the accusations against Jenny Thomas are that she's involved in conservative politics. Nothing nefarious. She right. just actually right. has an opinion and she's an activist. Yeah. But with Hunter Biden, he's taking foreign money at with his dad's vice president yeah. in charge of uh, our. Tasked by President Obama to be in charge of Russian information, our affairs with Russia, Ukraine, and China. So his son, we have email that his son is making tons of money from Russia, (laughs) Ukraine, and and China.
3: And no curiosity from the mainstream media. No, no. And and his daddy, Joe Biden, says, I know nothing about my son's business. I don't even (laughs) talk to
1: him about it. No, no. And then
3: he says, uh, uh, he's the smartest
1: guy I know. (laughs) Joe Biden, call Hunter Biden, the smartest guy he's, not, he's ever known. And then he says, but I don't talk to him at all about his business dealings. So my question would be to, to, to Joe Biden. Of course, this is all, we all know what's going on here. But my question would be to, should I be able to cross-examine the president? Would be how do you know he's not doing anything nefarious or illegal if you don't even talk to him about it? That's right.
5: Well, you know, let me just say that to set that record straight. There are photos, more than one photo of him meeting with Hunter Biden's business associates. Yes, Uh, you know, happy little photos where they're hugging and have their arms playing golf and all of that. So, mm -hmm, yeah, listen,
1: uh, I I got to get. I'm just going to give the devil his due right here. Hunter Biden was killing it, Mm -hmm. huh? Yeah. Uh I'm not saying it's legal or mo- I, I don't we'll find out I guess uh if he's indicted moral or ethical it wasn't any of those things but just being just being a, a, a shrewd in terms of how can I play off my dad's name and his and his vice president office to make millions and millions of dollars for me. Yeah. Hunter Biden he was he was uh knocking it down there's no now he lived a debauched lifestyle evidently by and was a uh Addicted to drugs, uh, hiring prostitutes. I mean, all that salacious stuff is in, in the laptop, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, this would have hurt. It, it was proven by polls after the election that this would have hurt Joe Biden. Uh, five to ten points in the yeah. general election mm-hmm. had this news, who knows, maybe more. But uh, that's about five to ten, I think it was, percent of, vo- of voters Said yes, that would have made a difference on their uh, voting, on their opinion of Biden be Trump, had they known this story about Hunter Biden making all this money off of his dad's name, his dad's office. But uh, it, but it was suppressed by Facebook, by uh, Twitter. Twitter, yeah. YouTube. Yeah. You
5: yeah. know, could I just say it a yeah, different go ahead. way? I would just say that, you know, the powers that be had to find five, you know, five, or 10% more uh, votes. Right. Or Joe Biden, they had to hustle to, you know, get more uh, drop ballot or early voting to cover this gap. So, yeah, um, yeah. I'll
1: tell you another thing: this isn't over. No. The FBI may may not going to do anything with. It. I don't think the FBI will because the FBI is controlled by the deep state, and they're Democrats, and they're not going to go after Hunter Biden or Joe Biden on this. Uh, that's I'm I'm talking. Uh, just as a general observation, I don't have any details or privy to conversations from said FBI. But, I mean, it's obvious that they haven't done anything with it, I, I don't think. And you would think they would have by now. However, there's a change coming in November. Mm-hmm. I think everybody's acknowledging this in the House of Representatives. Now, that officially, the Republicans are going to win in November the House back. What's going to happen then is, uh, of course, that officially takes place in January, right? No, November election, then January, the uh, everything's changes in D.C. with the House and the Republicans are going to, at least according to Jim Jordan and others, a Republican from Ohio, they're going to dive right into hearings Mm -hmm. on the uh, Hunter Biden and his uh, business dealings and how much his father was involved in him making millions of dollars. How much did his dad get uh, himself? That's what uh, the big guy he's referred to in at least one of the emails. So what I'm saying is uh, this is going to uh, become a congressional hearing starting in probably January of 2023. Well, we got the grand jury that's
3: meeting right now in Delaware.
1: Is that like a state grand – in Delaware, right? So that's a –
3: because that's
5: is that
1: where, a federal or a state? Where
3: the, that's where the laptop was
1: Fed, It's found.
5: a federal. It's federal, a federal prosecutor in yes. Delaware. It's a yeah. federal
3: prosecutor. So who would have appointed him? Or how did
1: that? How does that work, Sandy? Do you know? I'm surprised that was. I'm surprised well, that that happened. Quite frankly.
5: Ah, uh, deeps- I don't know the details. I just know that they, you know, these they could yeah. still be in place from Trump's administration. I don't know. Yeah, uh, some, you know, I don't, I didn't track that. Yeah. But, um, but well, one thing I have to say, I have to interject him just to put this in yes. perspective, because you know me, I have to, you know, throw a wet blanket. Sure. Here's here's Debbie the Debbie Downer. Moment. Go ahead, Debbie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, uh, it it does not uh, the, the the Republicans. I do not trust Kevin McCarthy uh, based on the appointments he's made on these investigative uh, committees. What does okay. that mean? It means we have a primary. We have primaries like Ohio's coming up October third. Do not when you look for candidates to support, if they are raw rod by the Republican Party, that does not mean they're bad. But it doesn't mean they're good. Look to see who else supports okay. them. See what our what our I Voter Guide says about them. Look, let see if FreedomWorks is supporting them. See if Senate Conservatives Fund is supporting them. See if the if um right. uh, we you, want we want
1: real conservatives. We don't want yes. rhinos. That's yes. what you're saying. Yes, because yeah. actually
5: we need Kevin McCarthy out of that position. That's my personal opinion because he's really worthless, and I don't trust him. So just yeah. put it out there. Uh, but how so, do you
1: really feel if you could?
5: Listen, I got too much uh, no- knowledge about that to be neutral, right um, Just do
1: right. But Jim Jordan, you trust yes. Jim Jordan, don't you?
5: Yes, I do. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. yep.
1: yeah. Jim Jordan. Go ahead, Chris. You wanted to ask Sandy something?
5: Yeah,
2: I was. I was curious. Uh, this this involves the the Hunter Biden uh, situation here. Uh, in late March, Joy Pullman over at the Federalist like wrote two days,
1: article. like uh, last month. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
2: March twenty third. Okay. Uh, Joy Pullman over at the Federalist wrote an article that the headline is this: "Did the New York Times admit Joe Biden is corrupt so Democrats can get rid of him?" Within a day or so of writing this, Joy was on the Todd Stern show, and Joy throughout the speculation. That the reason the New York Times finally came around and said, "Okay, the Hunter Biden laptop is real is because the honeymoon is over. Biden's poll numbers are terrible and they're looking for a way to get rid of him somehow, some way.
1: What do you think? Sandy?
5: Oh, I think that's possible. Um, But I would caution people who look, Mm. they make it up as they go along. They have like plans for everything. Right now, they're doing, I have to tell you, in spite of the poll numbers, they're doing very, very well under Joe Biden. They're accomplishing incredible things. If you want to destroy the country, our economy, our ability to get, you know, um, fossil fuels. The border. The whole, the border. Oh, if you want that, he's he's the best guy to be in charge. And if, by chance, you can still steal an election, well, you know— Biden's the right guy to put up there. cause uh, And cause who are you going to put? And the other problem is, of course, Kamala. Really? Oh. You're going to put Kamala yeah. in her place? So oh. I, I wouldn't be so quick. I would say that's possible, but I'd say they've got it, all these pieces in place just in case A happens Plus, or B happens. And yeah.
1: the, the problem for the Democrats is they are in a mess mm-hmm, uh, with the polls, and they've got 35 to 40 retiring you uh, uh, house of representative members because they see the writing on the wall mm-hmm. uh now who knows how much of a margin the Republicans are going to win by in november but all you need to win by is one vote i mean excuse me one vote to take over the speaker's seat uh, and send nancy Pelosi back to her ice cream and her 20 grand twenty thousand dollar refrigerator mm-hmm in uh, San Francisco, and then uh, the the chairmanship for all the committees flips. Yep. So uh, again, all you need to win by that's not a that's not a big majority to to work with, but it does change uh, all the committees, the investigatory uh, priorities, and all those things. Uh, should the Republicans win in the think House of Representatives, so that that's going to to me, I could see Biden uh, if he had a decent vice president, I could see him resigning. You know, uh, after November, because, because he, he's, he's a, you talk about a lame duck. Yeah. Uh, he's a lame duck with capital L. Go ahead, Fred. I,
3: I think the, the Democrats have basically put up the white flag for this fall. They know they're going to lose. But I do believe that the mainstream media is now going to turn on Biden so that he does not run in 24. And they'll find a way you to. You think make they'll sure. turn on him? Yes. I think they want somebody else there in 24. Yeah. I don't think there's anything they can do about this fall. I may be wrong. Uh, and I, I hear Sandy's concern about they, voter, they, voter they, irregularities.
1: It, it, it's, I don't know. I don't know.
3: I don't know how.
1: It's going to be interesting to see, just as a political observer, how the Democrats come out of this or when they come out of this malaise that they're in. I'm not saying the Republicans are the Republicans are not going to be able to do much either either way except stop the Democrats to a certain extent should they gain the house in particular in November, but the, the Democrats, their poll numbers are terrible. Uh, they, they have, here's their starting lineup. You ready? Mm-hmm. they they run out, uh, Joe Biden is a quarterback mm-hmm. uh, and, and Nancy Pelosi's running back. And, uh, then you got, uh, Kamala Harris, you know, she's trying to send in signals from the sideline and her, with her word salads <laughs> and then, and then you got uh, Chuck Schumer over there. You know, on uh, you know he's trying to run wide receiver with a bad back. I'm just saying, th- this is. Uh, I know I mixed up, but maybe did I mix up football with any other sport? But I'm just saying, this is not a good situation. They have no, no bench. No. Nope. Uh, the only the only up and coming stars that the Democrats have are people like AOC, and I use stars in quotations. Yeah. They are not electable uh, on a national level, so I, I don't know what, how they're going to emerge from this or how they're going to reorganize. Uh, James Carville is one of their top advisors. You know, he's in his 70s, uh, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So he's retired. He just shows
3: up on TV with his ball cap on every once in a while. And everybody is leaving Harris' staff. There's another one question. That's what I'm saying. In the last few
5: days. It's a mess. Well,
3: Go ahead,
1: okay, Sandy. so,
5: well, but they do have... Michelle Obama, if they choose to run I, her,
1: and if she chooses to run, I I agree with you. Well, no, I don't. I, I agree with you somewhat, Sandy. But I told Ed Ed subscribed to that back before the election. Listen, uh, Michelle Obama, yes, yes, she is. Um, uh, she's not uh, sullied like a lot of Democrats are, and she's certainly not over the hill. However, she is enjoying the good life okay they got millions they got so rich when she was president and then the book after she uh, they left the white house mm-hmm. they got homes in hawaii they're cruising the mediterranean with george clooney she is not going to sign up for in my view she's not going to sign up for uh the but, white
3: house the- but watch out the, the obamas are back at the white house today yes they're I selling, selling and all i right. think i think michelle is picking all the curtain callers we got to go sandy <laughs> <laughs>
5: thank you sandy you're
3: welcome
1: okay we'll
5: talk to you guys later okay
1: so you so you subscribe to the michelle obama's gonna run
5: thing
3: i I just like conspiracy theories yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i I, you know i could just i I can't imagine you know what michelle obama up for president of the united states i i think she's not gonna do that she like i said
1: she is enjoying the good life and Mm -hmm. she she was there for eight years Mm mm-hmm uh,
3: I don't think she wants any part yeah. of, of
1: you got Washington gigantic politics. House
2: in Martha's Vineyard, there yeah. on the
3: cliff. But I do know who wants it. Who? Hillary. Oh, <laughs> she was back on NBC Meet the Press this weekend. I know, I know. But that, yeah, but she's in that
1: starting five I mentioned. <laughs> where I mixed up football and basketball metaphors. She's in. She's. She's just. You got here's your starting five. We have the national championship. By the way, congratulations to Kansas. Come back. Kansas University last night won the national championship in men's Mm -hmm. basketball. Mm -hmm. Um, You got uh, Pelosi, (laughs) Schumer, Biden, Harris, and Hillary. That's your starting five. Now, tell me what team they're going to beat. Huh? I don't think they could, could beat a junior high team. All right. You're listening to today's issues. Well, this summer, we have our annual marriage, family, and life a conference coming up here in Tupelo, Mississippi, and we've every year it's been growing. We had over a 1,000 people last year, and uh, one of the attractions of this conference is that we have a youth track for apologetics, and uh, joining us right now is Mark and Amy Warren, who are going to be the directors of the uh, youth track youth apologetics track the uh coming up this summer uh, in july we'll tell you uh, the the uh, dates in just a moment and they are going to be directors of the marriage family and life youth apologetics track amy you there
4: i am mark yes i'm
1: here how Th- you doing thank you uh, amy where do y'all live
4: we are in Ahoskie, north carolina it is about 45 minutes south of Suffolk, Virginia. So about an hour and 20 minutes from Virginia Beach.
1: Gotcha. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, Mark, what do you guys, uh, why are you and Amy coming to Tupelo to lead the, uh, lead the youth apologetics effort?
4: Well,
2: we are passionate about uh, reaching youth. We have uh, two teenage daughters and I'm a pastor here in North Carolina. And Amy is the uh, youth director at the church. And we've seen um, what God can do when you encourage and teach young people from God's word to uh, be connected to their family, to be connected to the local church. And we want to uh, speak to the young people in Tupelo and from other areas that might uh, yeah. join us. We had a great Great time
1: last year. Yeah, we host the conference here at our uh, hometown of Tupelo, Mississippi, but uh, it's a national conference, obviously. Uh, folks come from all over the country to attend. As I mentioned, uh, over 1,000, between 1,000 to 1,500 last year, and that, who knows uh, how many. We'll have more than that this year. The conference is July 7th through the 9th. It's called the Annual Marriage, Family, and Life Conference and uh the website fred marriagefamilylife.net 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 go there you can read about all the speakers the tracks the conference uh schedule the cost it's very minimal uh the cost is not very much for what you're getting and but it'll sell out uh probably like, like it did last year in advance. So we have youth apologetic tracks for ages even 4 to 12, 13 to 17. And uh, Mark and Amy, joining us from North Carolina right now, uh, Mark and Amy Warren, they're in charge of the 13 to 17-year-old track. Amy, give us an idea. What what would you, what do you what kind of apologetic, Christian apologetics do you talk about with uh, an age category of 13 to 17?
4: Absolutely, we are facing a crisis, as you know, in our um, in our culture with our young people. Only four percent, according to Barna, have a biblical worldview, and that's that's pretty um, pretty um, daunting um, when you think about it. We've got um, suicide um, issues, on suicide uh, loneliness. This is considered the loneliest generation um, in his, in our in our country's history. We've got gender sexuality, all of those issues. Um, we have, we are, we have to provide our young people with a biblical understanding of how to answer these objections to the to 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 the Christian faith. Um, and so, it, with our youth apologetics track at the uh, Marriage Family Life Conference, we hope to provide young people with a deep understanding of the Christian faith, how the Christian faith um, is the best. Um, provides the best understanding of reality, all of reality, good, bad, and evil. Um, and, um, and and so that that's what we hope to do, give ha- help them to walk away from the conference feeling more confident um, about how that Christianity is yeah. indeed true.
1: Well, Maria Hamilton, A, Abe's wife, uh, she handles the apologetics tract uh, for the 4 to 12-year-olds. So uh, Maria okay. does that, and yep. then Mark and Amy do the Teenagers, mm-hmm. so that's coming up at our marriage family life conference. It's an annual conference. So it's July the seventh through the night here in Tupelo uh, at our headquarters near our head. It's uh, that's where our headquarters are for AFA and AFR. But it's a national conference, and you're welcome to attend. So uh, check it out, get signed up, get registered, bring your kids before we run out of space because that. If it's like last year and the year before, that will happen a month or two in advance of the conference. The website to read all about it is marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net. Mark and Amy, thank you so much for being on, and we'll talk to you again real soon, and look forward to seeing you in July. Thank, thank you. you. Okay, bye-bye. That. Uh, bye that's coming up, uh, so marriagefamilylife.net, all the information is there. I don't i going to need to get an uh, update, but we may be,
3: it's, I mean, this is growing in popularity. Absolutely, and, and Amy is exactly right. She was quoting Barna there, Barna Surveys, point consistently to a need for our kids. Our kids are bombarded on social media. Uh, through their friends, with a humanistic worldview through their education right. system. I, I noticed that Mark and Amy are are both uh, homeschool their kids, oh, yeah. and uh, there's been a big movement towards homeschooling, and we will have lots of homeschoolers yeah. that come to this conference. Uh, but I'll tell you what, this is so important today because we've been told for years and years, and it's true, that uh, a, a person's worldview is often set pretty well in these young years, and that's why this track is so important. Uh, You know, us older folks understand this. We've had years of experience of seeing what happens when a a family, when a community, when a country moves away from godly principles. So this track at this conference is just so important. If you haven't registered yet, go to marriagefamilylife.net and be part of this July 7th to the 9th.
1: You know, I had hoped to be a part of the worship team to lead in the singing, but I don't... They, they didn't take, ask you?
3: They're not even mentioning me here on the website. That was an oversight, I don't know. Huh? That must have been an oversight. Well, I'm going to have to ask them what happened. I <laughs> sing
2: a mean soprano.
1: I, they could, Well, they kept putting me off. You know, I kept saying, hey, I'm available. You know what I'm saying, Fred? I wanted to be a servant. I want to be there. And, uh, and I see they've got two other uh, groups here, mm-hmm. but I'm not even not even own here
3: at all yeah kind I of, you could sure right your it's way probably an there. oversight yeah just shoe on your way okay.
1: executive there. order yeah okay <laughs> all right we'll be back in five minutes with more of today's issues on the american family radio network see you then